Welcome to Brackets, Bubbles, and Bid Steelers. I am Sam Veteran with my co-host, as always, Jonathan Lipskin. And we have a special guest, Alex Cervantes, is here to talk Northwestern basketball. The Wildcats made the NCAA tournament for the second time ever last year under Chris Collins. Chase Audige is gone. Boo Booey is back. A bunch of guys looking to take steps forward. A bunch of transfers coming in to a program that is, well, not storied at all. Yeah, totally fair. Um, no, it's an it's an exciting year. I can't remember. Uh, I guess our our athletics department just instituted a policy where to just encourage attendance at other sporting events because they anticipate that same level of commitment from the students in terms of showing up to Northwestern basketball, which is like, I mean, in my time here, that's, that's never been a thing. So um, it, it, the, the, the vibes and the excitement are at an all time high, I would say here in Evanston. So it's fun. Jonathan, you're from the Chicago area. You talk with a lot of Chicago area basketball people. What's the vibe like right now? You know, I think that a lot of people, at least I'm, I'm from about like 25 minutes from Evanston. So I've, gone to Northwestern games when I, as a kid, I've been around the, that program and just seen a lot of things develop under Chris Collins there. I think that this is like the most optimism I can remember from the Northwestern fan base. Obviously Chris Collins, you mentioned it has the only two NCAA tournament appearances in Northwestern history. Now you're here. You, you return an all-conference guard and Boo Booey could be a potential All-American. You return Ty Berry. You return a bunch of potential breakout and role and role players. Like there's Grand a lot of guard from a Sweet 16 team. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is this is a good basketball team. However, I think the top 25 hype is a little much. Is there a top 25 hype? There's. There, I mean, there was at points in the off season. I don't, I don't know if it's there anymore right now. Like, I mean, I don't. I, I, I feel like this is a team that's pegged to finish eighth to eleventh in the conference, and that as much as the committee might love the Big Ten, the AP poll, I would say, not necessarily as much. So, I don't, I don't think, I don't think eighth in the conference gets you a preseason top twenty-five. Not. I'm not super like into preseason polls and stuff like that. Like. They're, they're so subjective in, in college basketball. You, you don't have a talent gap really anywhere in the, in the sport um, until you get to, down to like the mid-major level. So like, I, I kind of agree with Alex here. I think the, the top 25 buzz has for the most part stopped. I think it, it's probably fair to say Northwestern could be anywhere though from 25 to 40 or 45. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised this is gonna. This is gonna sound really negative for a preview. I wouldn't be surprised if it all blew up and they were just not very good. It's a scenario. I mean, this is Chris Collins. I think it's his tenth or eleventh year at the helm of Northwestern men's basketball. Like it's not. It's not been a stellar decade. You know, it's yeah, the, only like only it's, two of those teams that made the NCAA tournament. Correct. So you know, it, it's it's not lost on me. They lost. Uh, the conference defensive or co-defensive player of the year. The Audige last season was one of the top perimeter defenders in college basketball. Like, I mean, he was the best player on the team. 
I mean, I don't know how you, Sam. I want you to know that that would be a like a scorching hot take on campus. Really? Yeah, I, I don't. I'm a big fan of Chase. I don't. I do not think that that claim would be met with universal praise. Um, yeah, most most people disagreed, but from what I watched last year. I thought he was the key to that team's success. I don't think Definitely. I don't think Chase was quite efficient enough offensively to be the best player, like most important at times that okay. that I can live with. But I, like, I think I think I think, Bowie, Bowie is their best I think Bowie was the guy they would go to when they needed a bucket. But I thought Adij overall was the best player on that basketball team on both ends. Adij unlocked something on that defensive end that no one else on that team would be able to unlock, and it's why they finished top 25 in efficiency. I think it was 22nd in Kempom. So um, I, I agree with you on that. I th- This team could totally fall apart. It, it really hinges on Boo being able to produce at the same volume that he did last year. And then on top of that, Brooks Barnheiser effectively has to step into that Adige role. He has to put up 14-5-4 for them to probably stay yeah. within – I guess touching to not fall back into that Big Ten basement, and then the role players like Ty Berry, they cannot survive him going twenty nine percent from three again this season. So Nick Martinelli um, has to step up as well. Yeah. Matthew Nicholson has to step up, and they bring in a transfer from Princeton and Ryan Langborg, who I yes. think is a really solid guard. I was impressed by him. Good positional size at around six foot four. Good defender. Really smart offensive player. I mean, it's what you expect from a Princeton guy. He can shoot. I think he's a good fit there. Could be an eight, nine point guy in the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. I I think he probably I I don't know where r- reports are that the only t- three locked starting positions are Bowie, Barnheiser, and Nicholson. I don't know where Collins is at right now in terms of whether he wants to like start Langborg alongside Barry and Bowie if he wants to maybe switch it up and maybe throws in the transfer from Denver, Justin Mullins in there who kind of projects to try and fill that wing perimeter defender role that Odige left vacant. Um, but yeah, I, I think one point, one person, maybe we'll get into it, but one person that you briefly touched on, you, you didn't mention was I'm excited to see what Luke Hunger does. He's coming back from a season ending injury. He, he he's, it's interesting that he doesn't really, I don't know if he would back up Nicholson, but he kind of figures to slot in as kind of that bigger four, so if they want, they're they're going to go back to those post traps again. So if he is able to kind of have some of the the foot speed that Robbie Barron had at that position last year, and is able to come off the bench and provide some of those minutes at the four to kind of give Barnheiser a rest, that'll be big. Yeah, Jonathan, what do you think? So I think it's interesting you mentioned the the three locked starters: Bowie, Barnheiser, Nicholson, and like. I just I love Brooks Barnheiser. Like he's yes. one of the biggest breakout breakout players in the conference for me. He plays ridiculously hard. I think his defensive ability will, will be on display for this mm-hmm. team pretty often. Um, and I think, like you mentioned, like if he if he's their second leading scorer at 13, 14 points a game, like they'll probably be in a pretty pretty good spot. Um, for the other two spots. Like, I really think that they should probably start Langborn um, mm-hmm. at the two, just because, like, in the specifically once you get into Big Ten play, we all know the conference is officiated differently than other leagues. And it's 
really beneficial to have not only like a guy that can knock down shots, but like another ball handler when every team in the conference, except for maybe one or two are super physical. And then in terms of, I'll add on in terms of the other spot, like I do think you, you probably need one other bigger guy. I don't know if that, is just is Justin Mullins, who's only six six, who who that projects to be. But uh, like you mentioned, like Baron play, played inside, could play inside. He rebounded for for them. That I don't, I didn't particularly like Robbie Baron's skill set, but mm. he did do some things for them that they're going to have to fill gaps. I I would say if you ask me to predict the the starting five when Northwestern takes the court against Binghamton on Monday, November six, I think they're going to roll out Bowie, Barry, Langborg. Barnheiser Nicholson. I think they'll be a little bit undersized. I don't know if that changes by the time Big Ten roll, Big Ten play rolls around in mm-hmm. January, or even like when they tip off against Purdue on December first. But um, I think when conference play rolls around, I think they might have to go with a bit more size. And I don't know. I to me, I think it's hard. Like I, I would start Langboard, but like I, I I think Collins might be a little hard pressed to bench Bowie. I mean, not Bowie, bench Barry. Just yeah, I'm, yeah, I think that overall, though, this is not a team that has a lack of Big Ten caliber players. Mm-hmm. I think it's a mm-hmm. it's plenty good enough to make the NCAA tournament, potentially get a single digit seed. Um, but that's kind of where it stops. I don't see much of a ceiling with this group. They kind of hit their 100th percentile last year. The roster isn't significantly better or worse probably about the same as it was, maybe a little worse. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and yeah, like it, everything went right for them last year and they got a seven seed. Yeah. Like, oh, the odds that they improve from a seven seed are remarkably low. However, I will say the odds that they missed the tournament are also somewhat low. I think this teams with as good of a point guard and as established of a of an identity as Northwestern, it's hard to leave them out of the tournament entirely. Um, and I think Justin Mullins is an impact offensive piece. He can really get to the rim at a high level. He's a capable shooter from the outside when they need him to. I think he can be an effective piece at times. Um, you mentioned Luke Hunger. Um, I also highlighted Ryan Langborg plenty. And yeah, it's going to be about replacing the perimeter defense from mm-hmm. Adige because this that's where the identity goes from just an identity to a, to a legitimate national strength, something that not many teams had to match. And I just don't think Northwestern has that this year. Yeah, I'm going to add on to this real quick. I've defended... Sam, you know this. I've defended Chris Collins for a long time. Like, I think that the Northwestern job is probably the toughest among high major teams. For the Big Ten is absolutely the toughest. Like, you, you just – you don't have a lot of the resources that a lot of your your competition has. Um, mm-hmm. And, like, fr- frankly, Northwestern has never been able to pull the talent that a lot of Big Ten teams have and put out on a nightly basis. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, who's the best recruit Northwestern's ever got? Uh, Is it probably Pete Nance? Yeah, I was gonna say Nance or um. Oh, oh my Might God. even be Casey Simmons. Hold on, yeah. I'm. That's, that doesn't inspire a ton of confidence. That that's kind of my point. Um, I'm I'm thinking of one other name that I'm blanking on right now. Um, who who didn't really work out. Uh, but doesn't really matter. I, I'm just yeah. like the the point still stands. Like people have to realize, and like I think this team is probably like in the conversation for the tournament. Maybe maybe in um at, when it's all said and done. But we also have to remember two NCAA tournament appearances in the entirety of program history. Like, yeah. like I do think it helps that they brought back a, a guy in Boo Booey who can create shots whenever he pretty much wants, which not a lot of guys in the Big, Big Ten can. But we have to remember, like, they're still probably not going to be, like, they're still not going to consistently be putting out better players on the floor night in and night out. And they're probably still not going to consistently be as physical as the top teams of the conference. They're not going they're, – they're just not as good as the top teams in the conference. They are very well coached. I thought mm-hmm. discipline was great last year. I thought they went on plenty of runs and were able to put games away. They finished games. They had a lot of positive variants last year. And I don't want to come off sounding super negative. I know I am. But I like Northwestern. I, I, I cheer for them because I like Chris Collins. I like I, – I think Boo Boo is pretty good. I think that it's a fun program. When things are going well, I mean, it's really cool to see a guy do things no one else has done. And Chris Collins is doing things no one else has ever done. But the talent level here versus the talent level of the rest of the Big Ten, it's not inspiring. There's going to be games where they're shot out of it by a team like Ohio State that can, that's bringing in Scotty Middleton and Tyson Chapman and brings back Roddy Gale and Felix Okpara and a million dudes who can just play better than anyone can on the, for the Wildcats. And there's going to be games against, and they're going to play a lot of the closer games. They're going to be in a lot of dogfights with yeah. a lot of mediocre Big Ten teams. And last year, those were the games that they pulled out. I just can't see them pulling out quite as many this year. I still think they probably pull out enough to make the tournament. I know for me, I worry. Last year, I remember telling all my friends I, I worried about the lack of lack of strength on the non-conference schedule, and I think that could again be an issue. Um, they got the Dayton game; they're going to go to Connecticut for an MTE. But I, I worry about that if they do begin to slip in Big Ten play because, like like you said, I my biggest worry for this team is the inevitable defensive regression that I think is coming. Um, and I don't know how big it'll be, but I, I don't know how anyone can slot into the role of these left defensively. And while I think this team is constructed to be slightly better offensively, I just, I don't know. I, 
I hasten to put them like I, I've I've and maybe these are just some like our zealous Northwestern fans, but they're like, oh, like top five, top six in the conference. Like I I can't see that. Like this this, this screams to me like a, a team that's gonna be clawing to like eleven and nine if it there if was it there was a ridiculous amount of hype around this team in April, May, June. They were getting top three shouts. That was because Audija's return was expected. And yeah, and that's, if, if he comes back, that's a conversation I think we can have. Absolutely. I think but, that's probably yeah. more than just a conversation putting them in the top five, I think. I mean, I, I think that the gap between team five and team nine is minimal. It's slim. Like, you look at teams like Ohio State and Wisconsin and Rutgers, and are they really that much better than Northwestern? No. I mean, not really. Yeah. And I mean, oh gosh, Northwestern split the series with Ohio State, split it with Rutgers. Like it, again, it's just going to be. I think it's one of those years where, like Collins has said, the identity of this team is going to be rooted in its defense again. I expect that to be the same, and it, it really is just going to be a bunch of, like you said, like sixty-six to sixty-one slugfests that really want you to make you like turn off Big Ten Network on a Tuesday night. So, I will I, turn off Big Ten Network on any night. <laughs> oh, so honestly, if I ever turn on Big Ten Network, you have the right to call the police on me because I cry for been, help because I have been kidnapped. <laughs> Big Ten but, Network is a cry for help. That, that's what I will say. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't disagree. It's just uh, I'm trying to, I'm trying to be a little more optimistic. Like I'm trying to meet the meet where everyone else is at right now. But it, it. I'm also not trying to get too hopeful because that is not, I mean, even look to like the the 2017-18 season right after they made the tournament. So I'm not trying to the first time. So I don't know. We'll see. By the way, we were we were talking about the Big Ten climate of basketball a little bit with how like close the middle of the league is. I just counted on my my rankings. I have teams three through nine in the Big Ten. Um, all in my national rankings between 33 and 46. Sounds about right. That sounds – yeah, that's not unreasonable. I'm I'm a little that's higher on like Ohio State, State but that's totally fine. You're a little higher on Ohio State, you said? I am, but I don't know. I that I really, like, might sleep on that tonight and totally change my tune. But Oh, um, yeah. I mean, every day I wake up and I say, is Chris Holtman really the guy? And the next day <laughs> I wake up and I say – Damn, Roddy Gale's going to be the Big Ten Player of the Year. I respect that. What What about the – they needed to fix their defense and they added the worst defensive player in the Big Ten? Yeah, I didn't really get that. But then again, how much of Jamison Battle's bad defense is because he was playing for Minnesota? There you go. Yeah. Again, I'll wake up in the morning and say Jamison Battle is going to be the piece that lifts Ohio State to the Elite Eight. And then I'll wake up and say Jamison Battle is the reason Ohio State will not make the NCAA tournament. I could see both possibilities, by the way. Such as the Big Ten. Such as Ohio State. Such as <laughs> I mean, you could get into the idiosyncrasies of Rutgers. Yeah. I mean, they lost they lost their two best offensive players. And we think they're probably not gonna be any worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and their best and their best wing defender, too. The best wing defender outside of Jalen Clark in the whole country they lost. Yeah. But 
I mean, Mawat Mog is coming back. Derek Simpson was pretty good. Like, what the hell? Like, how do we continue to put this team up? Because I think Steve Peichel is just that good of a coach. And then you say, and then you say the same thing about Wisconsin. It's like, is there enough shot creation? Is AJ Store really going to make that fucking an impact? Yes. Yeah. No. Greg Gard. Is this offense creative enough? You wake up in the morning, you say it's a Sweet 16 team. The next morning, you say it's not a tournament team. That's another thing about the Big Ten in general, by the way. Like, we know Matt Painter's really good. We know Tom Izzo's really good. Like, outside of those two guys, Pike. like, like those coaches, Pike. like, the, Pike's really good. But, like, most of the coaches in this league, like, Rhodes too. you, you Rhodes can change their rankings, like, basically, like, every week. Rhodes is good, too. Yeah. Yeah. But also Penn State. I think, I think a lot good. of I think a lot of them are good. Or I, I think a lot of them are good. I don't think they're like national championship level good. Fred Hoiberg is good. <laughs> Remains to be seen. Yeah. Fred Hoiberg or Tim Miles. <laughs> Tim. Yeah, definitely taking Tim. Yeah. T- Tim and Tim Miles or Chris Collins. Oh, give me my boy Chris. Chris. I'm taking Chris as well. Chris Collins. Or Pete Gillen. <laughs> oh my God. Pete Gillen. Or Pat Chambers. Huh? Pete Gillen or Pat Chambers. Dude, I miss Pat in the Big Ten. Pat Chambers or Tom Cream. <laughs> oh, give me Tom Cream. Bring Tom Cream back. <laughs> yes, bring Tom Cream back. Patelis is going to have a field day when he sees this. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's We're posting that clip. Yeah, right. rattling off the Patellas coaches. <laughs> Did yeah. I miss any? Enfield? Does he count? Like, I think so. I, I don't know. Whoever whoever Chicago State's coach is. I don't even know his name. Honestly, oh, you don't either, so who cares? <laughs> Anything else you guys want to add? Um, no, I, not really. Like my, my biggest thing on here was if I'm so high, like I'm almost too confident that Brooks Barnheiser is going to make a leap after watching his close to the season in February and March. I almost feel like, is he an all big 10 player? I, I want to like pump the brakes on myself, but I can see it. Yep. I agree with you. I wouldn't predict it, but I could see it. We like have, I um, might. Like I, I have to submit this this preseason ballot tomorrow, and I know it's only ten guys, but I mean, okay, that that's an interesting thing. You're ten guys for preseason All Big Ten. I, I'll I'll give you I'll give a couple names that have to be on there. Yes, Jameer Young, of course. Boo Booey. Yep. Tyson Walker. Yep. AJ Hogard. Uh, top ten players in the conference. Oh Zach Eady, hold on. Hold yeah, on. I was waiting on. I was waiting on the Zach Eady. Eady was the uh, fifth player you mentioned. Um. All right. Let me think. Who else? Um. He said Tomonago. Cliff Amori. Yes, Cliff. Ace Baldwin. Yeah. Okay. Ace. Yeah. Um. Ace. That's seven. It is. Um. Do you go anyone from Indiana? Absolutely not. No. Okay. Terrence Shannon Jr. Yes, I can't believe we waited. <laughs> yes. Um, um, who else? I mean, like presumably AJ some- Store and Deshaun Harris Smith. 
so, somebody on Wisconsin's going to be just a twenty five percent usage chucker, right? Thor is not a chucker. No, but like in guard system, like that's what it can turn into. Okay, but that's probably my ten. I like Tominaga too. You could you could sell me on that. Mm-hmm. You could sell me on Akins. I can meet you there. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll throw a name out there that you, you could sell me on Roddy Gale. I'll throw a name out there that you didn't mention. Olivier Kamwa. You could sell me on that too. And honestly, I'm pretty sure that that's probably correct. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to make sure. I, I don't know. I, much. Think, I, I think ever... I would, I think I would also have to say that we should probably um, like, we shouldn't discount the possibility that this is that key. Just like, Drops thirteen and seven. I feel like, I feel like they're like they're gonna come a point. Like Ohio State, Ohio State would be bad if it happened. I feel like there's gonna come a point during the season, and I don't know if it's gonna be right away or it's gonna take some time. But like, Akpara's impact is just gonna be Akpara is the better basketball player for a winning Ohio State team. You can't play that team could just drop like fifteen and six, fifteen and seven, fifteen and eight. Like you, you can't play those two guys together. No, exactly, and that's why I think Zed Key should have transferred. Could you go turn Tony Perkins? <laughs> I'm not. I would not go Tony Perkins, okay. but I wouldn't call you crazy. I'd put Perkins on a first team, like all defensive team in the conference. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I just, um, I'm just trying to like throw out like other people. Yeah, that can realistically like make a top. Yeah, um, he could. Oh no, you know who I forgot? Peyton Sanford. I don't know. Top like not top ten, but like maybe maybe. Yeah, like but a- you get into that like you get out of that top seven, and you can really throw anyone into those last three spots. Yeah, I, I, I think that for my sake, someone has to at least vote for Deshaun Harris. Smith. Like man, I just there's there's so many options here. Yeah. Like all right, that's all. That's I think that's all we got. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back. Remember, October 8th, 9th, 10th. That is conference preview weekend. October 16th, Max season preview and Rashawn Store's feature article drops. November 6th, start of the season. Big, big show, November 5th. And another big show on November 6th. We are going to bring you all of the action I hear on Brackets, Bubbles, and Bit Steelers. I don't know if we're going to do any more team previews. Alex, you might have been the the season finale of that. Incredible honor. Yep. Um, Kevin was obviously the first. So that's pilot episode. I don't know how the season got picked up given that. (laughs) (laughs) That was a total disaster of an episode. (laughs) Please watch it. (laughs) It's available on YouTube. Hey, the Missouri one has like 200 views. Yeah, the Missouri one was... It was fantastic. Like, it was it was one of the best ones we did. Missouri I, and Michigan State were great. I very much enjoy t- talking to Matt and all the guys he works with over at uh at Rock M Nation. But bunch of good Mizzou content over there. Yeah, and we're gonna do a bunch of good everything content. We're we're the everything bagel of college basketball. We cover we're we're gonna cover college basketball closer. And more accurately than anybody in the country this year. Nobody 
is going to know the mid-majors, know the high-majors, know the coaches, know the referees, where they where, where their kids go to school as well as we do. I have to say, we I think we... We might, and we might, by the way, for legal reasons, that is that last part was a joke. Um, I think some of the one, one of the bigger media members uh, may have us beat on the swack, but we'll see. I don't know, man. I, I think that I think putting one of the swack teams in the top 25 doesn't necessarily mean they know more about it than we do. I think it actually means they definitely know, ne- know less about it than we do. <laughs> oh, man. But I think he's got us beat on BYU. He definitely he definitely has us beat on BYU. He he also has us beat on Almanacs released. So, <laughs> um, yeah. Hey, by the way, I bought the Almanac. It's huh? filled with coach speak. Yeah, no, it's awesome. Like, it, like it's great. It, it's great, but like it's it is it is also sifting through, like. I don't understand this like whole, I don't understand this like whole debate on it. Like you either bought oh, it. People don't like Jeff Goodman. It's you that. either bought it or you don't. Like it's twenty dollars. It's like it, it. I I don't. I I'm not <laughs> I saw like, this tweet that someone doing? said it's more valuable than a Ken Pop subscription. <laughs> yeah, because in a sport where like pre preseason predictions are almost always wrong, like a preseason magazine is better than like updated data every day throughout the season. <laughs> that was the funniest thing I saw. But the Almanac's good. The Almanac, the Almanac is great. I've, I've read a lot of it. On my account. Correct. All I right. I, I especially liked the uh, the Iowa State preview. Yeah. The Iowa State preview was great. I'm telling you this right now. Tame and Lipsy is the closest thing that college basketball has to Desmond Ritter. <laughs> no. All right. We need, and, we need and I'll, tell, I'll tell you. And I'll tell you something about Northwestern that we didn't mention. <sighs> Nick Martinelli is the leader that this team needs. <laughs> All right. <laughs> what? Are we just like, what are we doing? <laughs> That's enough. We we have to explain this off air. What are we? What are we? What? All right. That's going to do it. Thank you so much for watching. Where, where's the end broadcast button? Where's my mouse? <laughs>